Welcome back to Unranked and Unfiltered Episode 3, The Real Students of Berkeley. Uh, I'm Alex, your host, as always, and for the second episode in a row, we've got a guest, and for the second episode in a row, his name is Alex. I think you're seeing something in common here. Alex, everybody. My name's also Alex. Uh, We're roommates here in this beautiful room. In this, in this triple overlooking other buildings in Greater Berkeley, as well as plenty of trees. And, you know, today on the podcast, we are going to do something a little bit different because podcasts are nothing without structure, and I'm notoriously bad at structuring these type of things. And so we're going to have two segments later on in the podcast. The thing temporarily named Going Clubbing, which is kind of corny, but... I'm going to roll with it for now, and in which we're going to talk about some clubs. And also just in the dorm. What's going on here in the dorms? Funny things that have been happening. Uh, so you have both of those things to look forward to. The uh, timestamps are in the description, assuming I remember to put them in later. Um, but for now, it's uh, week three of classes. We are, what, 10, 11 days in? Uh, yep, so 11. Wait, how many units are you taking? Uh, Third. I think. Okay, I'm taking 14. So, like, what's it been like just going to class and uh, navigating? <laughs> yeah, so, uh, well, I've spaced my classes out relatively evenly. Uh, did not know about Berkeley time, so <laughs> there's, like, at least an hour gap between each of my classes. Uh, my earliest class is 8. It's a discussion Ouch. for Math 53. Ouch. Are those mandatory? And, huh? Are those mandatory? I mean, they say they're mandatory, <laughs> but, like, no one takes attendance. You just have to be there on Friday, but I'm right. there every day. So, Anyway, uh, the other classes are my other early class is at 9.30. It is Physics 5A Lecture. And so, then in between, roughly around noon, I have, like, a two-hour gap of just nothingness. And so, usually, I head back to the dorm or eat at another farther dining hall before my next class. So, like, wait, okay, let's compare dining halls for a second. Which is the best? So... One to ten scale. We will do a little bit of a flashback here and go back to GBO week. So, my two GBO leaders for our GBO week, uh, they will remain unnamed. Or rather, they will be named GBO leader one and GBO leader two. Anyway, (laughs) GBO leader one and GBO leader two are both part of uh, a frat here on campus. And so... Uh, I don't know why I brought that up, but anyway, they were, they were pretty chill. Because you can't help but say that they're party animals. Sure. Uh, that's actually kind of funny because they, uh, when they, I think for a few students at a party, like whenever, so usually, uh, people do various things upstairs, right? Right. And whenever someone goes upstairs, the members of the frat will usually pull them aside and give them the consent talk. It's kind of funny. Huh. Anyway, 
Um, so, they gave us some advice about the meals at the dining halls. And their ranking, and this is one I kind of agree with, it goes Foothill, Clarker, Cafe 3, then Crodes. Cafe 3 and Crows are roughly on par with each other, but Cafe 3 has more vegetarian, vegan options. So it go, it's like just slightly above Crows. Huh, I haven't visited Cafe 3 yet, should I? Is it worth going to Cafe 3? Uh, I'd say it's better if... Like, it'd make a lot of sense if you knew someone from like Unit 3, okay, like yeah. in terms of convenience. Uh... I can, like, uh... I got some, like, friends by Unit 3, so, like... Uh, when I, like, invite them over, like, I, you could, like, come along with me and stuff like that, right? Right. And, uh, yeah, and outside of just, like, cafe, like, I think it makes mo the most sense, though, is, uh, if you had, like, a vegan vegetarian friend and you wanted to, like, take them to, like, you want to eat with them, meet up with them for lunch, probably Cafe 3 would be nice. Yeah, I can't relate at all. <laughs> yeah. Unpopular opinion, honestly, Foothill's not that different from Crowd's. It's, Which is short for Crossroads, by the way. Yeah. It's, uh... Okay, technically, it's not that much different. However, there is more variety. And... Really? In terms of dining hall... Yeah, so... I mean, uh... Another flashback to two hours ago. <laughs> uh, so... If you didn't know, and if anyone who works at Foothill, uh... If anyone is listening to this... So... I ransacked your guys's uh, <laughs> your dessert section, I guess. Anyway, at the dessert section, there's usually at Crows there's like one or two options. At Foothill, you see like five different options, and the way Crows work is that it uh, cycles through all those options day by day. At Foothill, I think they just have all of them. On all days. Huh, okay. Well, you have committed theft. But anyway, actually. I bought it. It was fine. It's yeah, not it's like like, it comes in. with our meal plan. It comes with our meal plan, so technically do whatever the hell you want. I don't get why they, they're like, don't. They, they want you to come up for seconds instead of letting you just ask for extra stuff. Because the portions they give you are so small that, like. It's some sort of psychology tactic. It's, I've heard of it. It's a way to limit the, uh... It's like, it's like bottomless fries at, like, Red Robins or whatever. Yeah. Like, theoretically, you can get as much as you want, but, like, the small portion sizes mean that people are only gonna get, like, even less than if they had ordered a regular order of fries at someone else, somewhere else. Yeah. Plus, less food's gonna go to waste, because Berkeley is... nothing if not conservationist. So, after going over Foothill, let's go over Clark Kerr. <laughs> uh, for those of you that... Don't know what the hell Clark Kerr is. It's basically Stanford. Yeah. Uh, down, down to the architecture and everything. Red brick ceilings, beige yeah. walls, arches every freaking where. So, I could go on and on about the dorm rooms, but we'll we'll do that next time. Uh, in terms or, of or the in dining like ten hall, minutes. <laughs> uh, in terms of the dining hall, the reason why. It is absolutely better than every other dining hall. I thought you said Foothill was better. Yeah, yeah, I said Foothill was better in terms of variety, but like 
in terms of quality, like in terms of the actual dining experience, it goes okay. Clark Kerr. Okay. And so, the reason why it's better isn't because like food and stuff. No, it's simply because they use paper plates and plastic cups. Also, the room, the entire dining hall is a lot emptier because yes. most Clark Kerr students don't actually eat at Clark Kerr because just they're, go they're out. rich enough that they can go. Yeah, to, most like, of them are. Dinner. <laughs> There's this stereotype that. Everyone there is an athlete, and to a certain extent, that's true. Uh, anyway, so usually they go out to eat, or maybe they party or something. I'm not really sure what the hell they do. They're uh, kind of in their own little bubble. Yeah, it's also the farthest from campus, so... And it's very far from campus. Yeah. And so, the reason why paper cups are paper plates and plastic cups are so much superior to washable plates and washable cups is because at Berkeley we are supposed to be zero waste by 2020 and from this viewpoint the one dining hall that's preventing this that's arrogantly and obnoxiously preventing this is Clark Kerr hey 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 paper plates are compostable that's not waste yeah, but no one throws them into the compostable. That's not true. Like, they only have compost bins. Yeah, you could label... Okay, on a technical scale, we could be zero waste if everyone just threw away the garbage cans. Because <laughs> everyone would just throw their trash, their landfill trash, into recycle bins and compost bins. Okay. Well, I think, yeah, it's a status showing, definitely. Although, for whatever reason, Crodes has had paper plates. Okay, so, like, the problem is Berkeley's, like, zero waste by 2020, but they're not even, com- like, the dining halls aren't even competent enough to have washable plates for more than, like, three days in a row. Yep. So, you know, there's that. There was, interestingly, a sudden burst in Crodes. Like, there was a sudden increase in the number of people at Crodes. In fact, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, there was a sudden burst or increase in population at nearly all dining halls. It's a bit weird, as uh, it didn't happen exactly on the first day, but rather happened roughly, I think maybe last Wednesday. I know at Foothill there was very, it was like jam full. Like I had to wait a solid 10, like 10, 20 minutes before I could get there, and it was like 12 o'clock. Damn. And, or at least get in. And at Crowds, so they recently swapped to paper plates and paper cups. That's because they did not have enough. Um, <laughs> we suspect, we suspect, yeah, we suspect. To accommodate everyone. We suspect. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, at the end of the day, dining hall food is dining hall food, but it's what kind of experience do you want? Clark Kerr yeah. is like the going out experience, Foothill is like. I don't. I don't even know what Foothills like. It's like, it's like fast casual, and then yeah. Crows and Cafe Three is like okay. I gotta use my swipes and or it's like right next yeah. to like if you live in like Unit One or Unit Three, it's like right next to my dorm. Yeah. So, but dining hall food is dining hall food, and at the end of the day, we can compare it. But I think people still know at the end of the day, it's all inferior to like everything else. Yep. All right. Uh, it's time to go clubbing. Let's go. Uh, so we each got, uh, I think we're each involved in a few clubs or starting to get involved in a few clubs. Uh, Calapalooza, which is Cal's, uh, 
club fair type thing was on the 5th, I think, right? And yep. apparently, I didn't go because you could just look up the clubs online, but apparently it was too crowded, too packed. No one could really, like, talk to anyone about anything. Uh, so I didn't go. But let's just do a minute and highlight some clubs that were uh, either joining or thinking of joining. All right. Uh, so, actually, before we go there, I'm going to highlight a bit more on Calapalooza. So, currently, it's by it's by Upper Sproul, right? Yeah, it's by yeah, Upper Sproul. And so, usually, if you go to Upper Sproul, it's just people with uh, stands soliciting you to join their club. Yes. And or okay. frat. And so, and or sorority. And, uh... Gotta be inclusive. Yeah. And, uh, by the way, frats are also co-ed, so at this point, there's really no distinction between either of them. And, anyway, um, so, usually, people solicit you, but it's, like, open enough for students to walk through. On Calapalooza, it's, like, the same thing, but with a lot more clubs and a lot less people, like, there's a lot more traffic because people stop moving. And so, basically, you're supposed to detour either down... Uh, lower sprout and then back up to where your dorm is or just you know dodge people and so about my clubs or the clubs i plan to join and or have joined uh so i am part of sps and to a lesser extent uh musa sps stands for society of physics students and musa stands for Mathematics Undergraduate Student Association, I believe. Anyway, uh, so first, SPS. SPS is uh, the official connection between the department and its physics undergraduates. And so, basically, it is a society of physics students that just kind of hang around and some and hold like various social events, connection events that allow you to perhaps talk to different professors or graduate students and gain some connections with uh, different research labs and programs. Or it could simply be just to like just a opportunity to talk with other physics students or get some help on something on a physics problem you don't know or a physics course. It's also um, a great way to get some experience on people who have, or learn some stuff from people who have had uh, undergraduate physics experience at Berkeley. And uh, yeah, it's just a great way to sort of understand what physics is like at Berkeley and plan out your career path for undergraduate physics. That's a plug if I've ever heard one. It's a good plug. Uh, for mine, I mean, I'm getting like kind of in like stuff. Uh, I haven't really planned out my year yet but one of the things i'm looking at and uh our other roommate is looking at as well uh it's called pioneers in engineering or pi for short and they dive full into the power of their acronym by uh they give out pi at the intro meeting i think one of the welcome events this week they're giving out pi and or making pi but it's uh either way it's a way it's a way of students making a competition uh, for high school robotics in underserved schools. 
Um, and as a member of FIRST Robotics in high school and uh, before that, it's really cool to pat, pay it forward a little bit. Like, uh, FIRST has this thing called the Control Award. It's one of the awards you can get at tournaments where it's like, uh, or not Control Award, sorry. Uh, per, ah, I forget the name. Um, but it's one of the things where it's like you answer a prompt and like if you answer it well, you get an award. And one of the, oh, Promote Award. And the question was, how you pay first, pay first forward? I can't talk today. And so uh, I feel like Pioneers in Engineering is a great way to do that. Uh, if you like robotics, if you like uh, helping kids, if you like building something from the ground up, uh, Pioneers in Engineering is a great way to do it. So um, I think for the future of this segment, we'll just like, I'll just talk about, we'll just talk about what's going on in those clubs. But uh, I think this was a good start. I think this was a good start. What do you think? Yep. <laughs> All right, um, what else are we going to do? Oh, yeah, that's right, in the dorm. Uh, so we live together, and yep. we've spent three weeks, three and a half weeks living together? Ye- roughly, more like two and a half. Yeah. No, fun. more like three and a half-ish. Yeah. Maybe. And so, and so we've had a lot of fun adventures in the meantime. Uh, I think the if there was one narrative, though, that encompasses our time so far in the dorm... It would be the whiteboard. So what's the origin story of that? So there is a whiteboard outside of our dorm. Actually, it's by the stairwell. And it is my whiteboard. And I write various messages and or memes on it. And right now, I think it says there are cookies outside downstairs by the fridge. And yes, so that I don't, is roughly. So I don't know if this makes it a little more or less sketchy, but the, okay, so we have a communal fridge downstairs for the entire building. And so Alex on the whiteboard writes there's cookies in the fridge. Like I don't understand what makes you think that people are going to inherently trust you. That's the thing. That the though. cookies aren't like See, at first laced or something. We first tested this theory by uh Okay, originally, oh yeah, that's right. There was a bet that I could get uh, someone to introduce me to someone either from Clark Kerr or Blackwell. Clark Kerr, I've already gone over. Blackwell is the other very uh, high quality dorm. Blackwell is like the uh, the jewel of Berkeley, as in like it's literally a diamond in the rough. Like it literally doesn't look right compared to the rest of the buildings around it. Basically, it's kind of like, uh, it's a, in a sense, uh, I don't really want to call it a skyscraper, is it? because it's not a skyscraper. It looks it's like more... a skyscraper, but it doesn't but, scrape the sky. Yeah, it's, it's a multi-floor apartment okay, building. Okay, so to be fair, all the residents all their multi-floor. That looks like it was built within this decade. Which it was. And it's basically like if Unit 1 was, you know, cool. Or, you know, designed properly. Yeah, yeah. Although you could say that about any unit. So we we wanted to figure out that bit. But first, we wanted to figure out how many people walked by our room. Our, because no one was signing the uh, whiteboard, we Keep decided mind, to run This another. is for like 20 hours after he put up the yeah, whiteboard. So, he was like, no one's looking at it. This is stupid. So we decided to run another experiment. And this experiment simply had a... Uh, message that was kind of an uh, an inside joke, kind of. And 
as well as various memes like 420 and stuff. And so we put um, we put a little message below all that stuff saying tally if seen and to test if people would tally the whiteboard. And, so, and because we were intelligent about it, yeah. we put five to start. Yeah, we, so that, we wanted to create some sort of uh, social peer pressure that suggests that, uh, you know, uh, what is it? I can't, what? It's like condi- some sort of conditioning. I, I don't know. All the cool people are doing it. Look, so I'm not a psych it. major. So. Me neither. <laughs> not even close. We're going to, we're going to, we're just going to call it conditioning. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so people... At first, like, they didn't do anything about it, but slowly and surely, people started uh, signing the whiteboard, and eventually we got up to, like, 20, 25, do you Yeah, remember? I think, it, not including the original five, it was 20, 20 uh, tallies. Yeah, so that was, that was roughly good enough. There are 16 rooms on our floor. Have that averaged out between half of them being three triples and half them being doubles that's roughly 40 people i think yeah 40 people yeah yeah and so with that we decided that 50 percent of that is good enough data so we started posting uh we we went back to the original experiment and i did actually find a person that was willing to introduce me to clark it was either was it ckc or blackwell i think it was I think it was CKC. Okay, well, we have no idea because uh, there was supposed to introduce us like a bit ago, but uh, our third roommate, Timon, was the one who had that person's contact info, but our third roommate didn't. Uh, or, look, there was some messy stuff, and we ultimately didn't get chance and like there's like a reschedule thing yeah anyway i won the bet and that's what's important just like any good bet we tried to settle with laundry except i don't think you actually ended up having to cash in on it because you didn't actually go so it doesn't it's gonna be no no it's it just because originally it was going to be one week right but he missed said deadline like if anything i should be he should have to do double because he made a mistake but because i'm a nice person I wow, will make saying him it, do double. Saying it directly into the mic, that you were a nice person. Okay. Yeah. So what holds for the future of the whiteboard? Uh, the future of the whiteboard will now just be, I don't know, it's going to be various signs and probably messages telling people to go downstairs and get cookies or something. If you're not using it for anything, I won't use it to promote stuff. Okay. <laughs> well, you're CS. You have, like, infinite number of printing pages. Yeah, I do. Wait, can we just go downstairs and print out paper? Yeah, but that costs money. It does? Eight cents per page. Ew. I mean, I guess, but ew. Okay, fine. Yeah, so that's what's going on in the dorm. That's probably going to be a recurring segment. All right. Uh, Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. That's all we've got. Uh, Thank you, Alex, for coming on. Welcome back anytime. Bye. Uh... (laughs) Check out uh, the podcast, bit.ly slash berkeleypod, bit.ly slash berkeleypod, iOS, bit.ly slash berkeleypod, Android. Uh, We're unranked and unfiltered. And hopefully we'll see you next time, probably next week. Uh, I don't know. I'll get an episode up eventually, but bye-bye.